Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace, and I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. It is such a privilege and an honor to be with you today. It's such a blessing to have you in our lives and to have your attention just for a few moments today to share some encouraging and uplifting words that's going to bring you to a place of intimacy. Maybe you're riding down the road today or maybe you're in your house or maybe you're in an apartment or wherever you may be today. I want to I want to just release the Holy Spirit to be able to reach out to you and to touch you. Maybe you're going through crosses in your life. Maybe you're going through situations in your life. Maybe, you're, maybe you've been diagnosed by the doctor that something's going on in your life. I want to bring you to a place today to where the favor and the Holy Spirit just intertwines with you and brings you to a, to a meeting place where humanity meets deity and the transformation takes place in your life like never before. I want to go to Psalms 34, 5 through 8 in the New Living Translation. And I want to teach on this scripture today because there's so much nugget. There's so much meat in this word. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. Now, Nehemiah 8 and 10 says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. He said to those that look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No substance of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my trouble. Now, what does the word all mean? It means that, that, that David prayed and God delivered him from all of his trouble. You know, I hear so many people say, well, Lord, if you'll just take this away from me. Let me tell you something. God wants to take every crisis, every opposition. As you begin to trust and depend upon the Lord, His grace flows into that area of your life and brings you to a place of complete deliverance. It brings you to a place of where you can just trust him. You know, I, I'm realizing in my own personal life that I, I went through a situation in my life a couple, about a year and a half ago, and, and I went through a heart attack and open heart surgery, and, and, I, and I was diligent every day to walk. I was diligent to eat right. I was diligent to, to do the right things, to check my blood pressure, check situations. But, but after it was all over, the Lord said, you know what? Even with that, you were not depending on me to sustain you in your health. You were walking in a level of fear. I was, even though I was exercising and I was eating right, I was doing it out of fear. I was not doing it out of, of genuine love and concern. I was, I was almost in the law with it that I'd done it so ritualistic that I'd done it over and over and over. You can even do that with, with things that you're doing, taking communion and, and praying and fasting and all those things. You can become so ritualistic with it that you, that you miss the joy of it. You do it because you get to, not because you got to. And so I would look every day and say, I've got to walk, guys. I've got to walk. I've got to run today. I've got to eat right. I can't eat that, 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 that dessert. I can't drink that soda. I've got to stay focused on my purpose and my plan. And, and I've always been a pretty disciplined guy. But the Bible said in, in verse 6, For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all those who fear him. Trust and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Now, you know, I hear people say all the time, yes, the Lord is good. But do we trust him when we're going through a situation? Now, we can always trust him for somebody else's faith. But can we trust him? 
when we're going through a situation? Do, can we depend on him? Do we put all of our trust here or are we still holding on to the part that we can fix? Are we still holding on to the part that we've got control of or do we really trust him to walk and to deliver and to free us from this obstacle? You know, he told uh, King jo- uh, jo- Josiah, he said, I want you to understand something. He said, I want you to just stand and see the goodness of the Lord. He said, I want you to take your position and I want you to stand still. He told King Jehoshaphat, I want you to just take your position and stand still. Don't move. Don't run. Just take your position. Put the singers up front and stand still because this battle is not yours. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Don't be dismayed. This battle is not yours, but it's the Lord. You won't even have to fight. Well, I think we're at a place in the body of Christ. I think 2022 is going to be a year of where the favor and the blessings of the God just consume our lives. I think it's going to be a year of a abundance. I think it's going to be a year of greatness. I think it's going to be a year of the goodness of the Lord. I think people are going to be walking down the street and God's going to touch their hearts and they're going to be born again by the presence of God. They're going to be born again by the goodness of God. You know, the Bible says in Psalms uh, 119 and 68 in the New Living Translation, you are good and you do only good. Teach me your decrees. In Nahum 1 and 7, it says, The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in him. In other words, he's going to look after you. He's going to take care of you. He's going to watch over you. He's going to make sure that everything's going to be okay in your life because he done a finished work. All he wants you to do is take a position and know who you are and just speak the word of God into that situation and watch the goodness of the Lord. He's going to rejuvenate. He's going to bring goodness on the earth. He's going. Let me tell you something. You know, when Peter was fishing and he was fishing, all night and he hadn't caught anything, God said, cast your net on the right side of the boat. He cast his net on the right side of the boat and then he fell on his face and said, Lord, I am a sinner. And God said, what did God do? God didn't say anything. He said, it's the goodness of the Lord in Romans 2 and 4 that leads a man to repentance. It's not telling people how bad they are. It's telling them how much he loves them. And God wants to pour out his goodness upon this earth. And we look around and we see all the destruction and all the all the things that are falling apart. It looks like the world's going to hell in a handbasket, as they used to say. But I want you to understand that God's goodness and mercy is going to be shed abroad in the hearts of people. And we're going to see the goodness of the Lord. This is a year that favor and abundance and blessings and mercy and gracious. You know, if people are praying, Lord, let me see you. He's going to let his mercy and his goodness and his long suffering and his compassion and all those things pass before you. Why? Because he loves you that much. That's the beauty of grace.